We talk a lot about what tactics are working today for marketing in the Building Materials channel. But if you don't know where your audience is online, you are missing out on getting results that will help your business compete today as well as in the long run. On today's episode, we share some data on where architects, builders, contractors, and pros are actually spending time online. We bring on a guest who's done some firsthand research within the building materials industry and peels back the curtain on how you can leverage these insights for your own marketing. All right, let's get into the podcast. Welcome to the Smarter Building Materials Marketing Podcast, helping you find better ways to grow leads, sales, and outperform your competition. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Williams and Beth Popnikoloff. All right, welcome to Smarter Building Materials Marketing, where we believe your online presence should be your best salesperson. You know, one thing we talk a lot about at Venvio is where are the different players in the channel spending time online? How are they finding products? What goes into their decision-making? And everything that revolves around online marketing and digital. You've got to stay in front of your audience. You've got to know where they're spending time online if you want to be effective with your marketing. So we've got a really exciting second time, very first second time guest on the show today. We've got Grant Farnsworth, who's the Director of Business Strategy at the Farnsworth Group on the show with us today. Welcome to the show, Grant. Thanks for having me, guys. It's, uh, it's always good to chat with you and, and uh, looking forward to today's conversation. Grant, I love anytime we get a chance to chat with you because you're so knowledgeable about the building materials industry and then really closely related industries as well, lawn and garden and the DIY improvement. Is that the other one you focus in? Yeah, home improvement, uh, lawn and garden, farm and ranch and, and building products are certainly our core. I'm obsessed with customer data. It's something we talk about a lot. It's just my bizarre obsession with customer data. It's fascinating. So can you intro us a little bit into what we're going to talk about today? Yeah. So, you know, the Farnsworth Group, while we are a custom research firm for the building product space, working with manufacturers and suppliers, every year we do a handful of what we'll call public studies. These are topical studies that may be high level, but at least give us some indications around what's going on across a variety of areas. We do it both for the homeowner consumer side of the world. We do it with some you know, professionals as well. So it gives us some great insights, again, high level to understand where some movement may be happening on certain trends. It also allows us to have some good conversations with our colleagues and clients in the industry. So Grant and his team did some market research and they put together this webinar and he actually asked me to be a part of it about a month ago. And as I was sitting in on this webinar, I was just taken back by the data that he was presenting. And that's really what I want to dive into today is, is where are people spending time online and then how can you be more effective in your marketing towards them? And we say people, Grant, who's in this study? Yeah, so we talked to, this was professionals. We talked to 100 home builders, 100 remodelers, 100 designers and architects, and then 100 what we call specialty trades, right? So specialty trades are those, you know, HVAC, painter, plumber, electrician. We typically look at them in a separate bucket when we do these public studies. We know they behave differently. Their, their drivers, their motivations are a little bit different than maybe a generalist or a designer. So we've really got these four trade segments that we looked at in this study. A good sample size, 400 total. Again, it's not meant to be the end-all, be-all, but at least give us some indications about what's going on, right? So we can maybe understand some areas to dig a little bit deeper, which is where we come in as the Farmsworth Group. You know, our job is to get a lot deeper in any one of those specific audiences or the homeowner in regards to brand or channel or product. I want to dive right in and just ask you, Grant, like when you did this research and you presented it, like what was the thing that stood out to you the most? What piece of data do you say, like, if you were going to take away one thing, I know, I know we're kind of like cutting to the chase, but like, was there one thing you saw and you're like, man, this is really, really interesting. 
that everybody in the building material space needs to know about? You know, I, I think that there's not one magic bullet, right? It's not just about your website. It's about the supplier's website, the manufacturer's website. It's about your search. It's about some of the social play. So it's all these components that professionals and consumers have access to, right? If you're dependent upon one medium alone, you're probably losing the battle. So I think it's the continued increased usage of multiple platforms or mediums. But the one thing that is consistent across all of that is the type of information that they're going after. Again, we're, we're kind of cutting to the chase and, and the summary here, but it's still about product information, pricing information in some form or fashion, almost regardless of what, what plat- whether they're using social, whether it's emails, whether it's websites, we've got to be delivering that level of information. So the importance of consistency now, I think is critical. How are you repurposing your content? How are you leveraging all those different mediums to reiterate brand, reiterate story, et cetera? I think that is critical right now. And it's certainly a big, big opportunity, right? When you think about the partnerships that, that we are having to form. So, I mean, our business is, is you know, partnered with Venvio, is partnered with da 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 So the same thing on the manufacturing supplier side. I mean, we're, we're now more dependent, I think, upon those relationships. So here's opportunity for all of us to, to kind of collaborate together, make sure we're doing things in sync, saying the same thing at the same time. Um, maybe we can say it different ways by utilizing the strengths of those platforms. But... It's that breadth of mediums being used and the need to have consistency across them. What do you, so Zach, I mean, you saw some of this data, right? Like yeah, we were, we were chatting about this on, on the webinar. I mean, you know, and best same for you, you seeing the work that we do. I mean, what's jumping out to you all lately? Maybe that wasn't a few years ago when you all start thinking about digital media, particularly amongst trade contractors. Well, I think the two big things that stood out to me were how much time people spend actually looking at manufacturers' websites and researching products. Like there's a slide in your deck, Grant, that says that 31% of people are using the internet, look for information, hardware, home improvement, or building materials daily. That's a third daily. And then on top of that, 40% are using it two to three times per week. So literally over 70% of people are using it at least two to three times per week, searching for new products. But the other thing we've got here is like the two places that they go are number one, Google, and second place is the manufacturer's website. Which is consistent for what we've seen for years. Yeah. Like those are things that we know, like at Venvio, like we preach, but like when you drill down to it, like it's hard to argue with that data. Supplier sites are in there too, right? So, I mean, I think whether manufacturers like it or not, we say this quite often when we're talking with our clients and colleagues, whether you like it or not, over 50% are bouncing back and forth between a manufacturer and supplier site. Absolutely. So you can be a part of that process and help them with that um, or not. I guess the choice is up, up, to, the, up to your clients, right? We've talked a couple of times this year on the podcast grant about how this is really going to start to be the year where manufacturers are going to start to feel the pain if they're not really investing in digital, not investing in their website and seeing their website as something much more robust than just that stagnant place where you kind of put corporate information or have a very stagnant product page. And I think you have a stat in here talking that asks about, well, let me read the question. Are you using building material manufacturer websites more or less or the same as you have in the past five years, 38% of people are using it more frequent, much more, 35% are slightly more. So not great at math. Let's just call it 70% for the sake of easy math. But like 70% of people are using manufacturer websites more than they were five years ago. 
that, I mean, I find that to be one of the most surprising statistics because with all of the other places that you could go to find out product and pricing information and all of the other types of websites we know that exist, that it's really still the manufacturer site. It's no longer the single source of truth, but we say all the time, and I know you feel the same, like customers, the channel, they want the manufacturer to be that ultimate source. They want you to be the authority and it's up to you. Like the manufacturer, it's yours to lose. So what's your site doing to keep those people, to capture leads, to nurture leads into sales? It's yours to lose. Absolutely. We, we talk a lot about, you know, in our firm, clients, uh, I guess one of the hot kind of researchy buzzwords, terms, path to purchase, journey yeah. mapping, this whole idea, right? So the component that your website plays in this path to purchase is critical. And it can be throughout multiple phases of that journey, right? So it's not just a, a you know one-time visit type of thing as they're trying to make decisions. They may be coming back and forth and back and forth throughout that entire process. So yeah, Beth, I'm, I'm right there with you that it's got to be on point from day one or else you might be missing some sales, right? Zach, I want to ask you about the technology use. Grant and his team ask a really great question about what are you or how are you and your company using technology and the internet on a regular basis as part of your company process? So the top two results are purchasing materials and tools for pricing and estimating. But if you're listening to the podcast and take a look at this slide, it's slide 13 or page 13. And really, there's nothing on here that's like at rock bottom. Everybody is using it for a good, a significant portion. So Zach, when you look at this, what opportunity are you seeing where you're like manufacturers or grant from you as well, like where are manufacturers really just not capitalizing on a way that they could better service the channel through online that you can see they want to use it. They're just not having that option put in front of them from manufacturers. I think the beautiful part of this data here is Grant has interviewed four or five different audience sets. And there's some like, if in looking at the data, the question is, which of the following ways does your company use technology on a regular basis? Number one is purchasing. Right alongside that is tools for pricing, estimating. Then it's collaborating with customers. And then it's researching new vendors. But there's a couple other answers there. But the beautiful part of this that I'm getting to is whether you're builder, contractor, specialty contractor, architect designer, like everybody is using online and using technology for these things. And the reason why I think that's so important is because if you are a building products company or you're targeting these audiences, you have got to get on board with the fact that your audience is looking for these things. And if you're not supplying them, somebody else is going to. Yeah, exactly. Like, today is the opportunity for you to introduce tools, introduce methodologies and content that your competitors are not. And if you are the first one to do that and you provide the best option, like think about the position that puts you in as a manufacturer. So you can't say like, well, I target architects, but they just kind of view my site for inspiration. False. They, they are viewing your site for purchasing. They're looking for pricing. They want tools yeah. for estimating. And if you're not giving that to them and someone else is, what does that mean for you? It's that experience, right? And today with contractors, so first of all, going back to this technology piece, Beth, you're right. So over half of the contractors we talk to have a tablet. Over 80% have a smartphone. So from a technology standpoint, what's in their hands and what they have access to, I mean, these are 
technology people. This idea that you know contractors you know are just old school and never going to adapt to to modern technologies is just crazy talk nowadays. Well, and it simply can't be true just from a like a demographic standpoint. Absolutely, contractors didn't cease to exist. It's not like no millennial has ever become a contractor. That's just silly. <laughs> yep. And you got to realize too, I mean, just as any other B2B space, I mean, a lot of your personal habits carry over into your work habits, yeah. right? So they're savvy with these tools and these technologies. And, and so Zach, to your point, I think they're figuring out ways to leverage the technology to help them with their business. And this is a big thing that we've been on for the last few years, given the strength of the market right now, mm-hmm. a lot of contractors need help with their business. Times are good. A lot of these folks are slammed. So again, pulling back to a comment I made a little bit back, you know, this, this whole idea around partnerships, mm-hmm. contractors are looking for partners as well. Yeah. Manufacturers can be that. Um, our communication vehicle as a manufacturer to contractor is oftentimes that site. I mean, that is the common link between the two. So what are you putting up there? What's first and foremost, what's in, what's in the background to help them manage their business, to help them with that experience? I mean, you know, you don't have to be all things to all people, but my gosh, if you know there's three or four critical things that they're oftentimes looking for, how are you delivering that? Oh, I'm yeah, right there definitely. With you. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to what you said, Grant. Let's just put this to bed. 80, I'm going to look at your slide. 83% of the contractors you spoke to have a smartphone. Your customer is online. That's the takeaway. We hear all the time, like my audience just isn't online, especially if you target the more, you know, like hands-on or craftsman Right. Just, just rocked. <laughs> and, and we look at it too. So uh, a big way to look at data these days, particularly on the contractor side of the world is by tenure in firm, right? Tenure in their trade, because we had a pretty big gap in the downturn where folks weren't coming into the trades. It wasn't a fun time to be a framer. It wasn't a fun time to be a drywaller, right? So we, we had this gap and now we've, I don't want to say have two kind of separate groups, but it's important to look at the data. You know, those that have been in the, the trades for, you know, 10, 15 years plus, those have been in the trades for less than, you know, 10 or 15, right? We don't see a difference between those two groups and going online. They're all going online to your point, Beth. So yeah. this, this idea that, oh, I don't, I don't have to worry about it, you know, I, I only deal with HVAC contractors and HVAC contractors aren't using the internet. False. Uh, I don't have to worry about it. I only talk to, you know, luxury home builders who, who've been doing it for 30 years. They're not going online. False. No matter how we slice and dice the data and look at these segments and look at some of the demographics around them, they are online. The interweb is not a fad. You know what I mean? The interwebs. <laughs> the files are in the computer. <laughs> the thing though, I think that's interesting guys is, if I'm a manufacturer, I have no doubt that my audience is online. Like I have no doubt that they're there. But the number one thing that they're using technology for is purchasing. Yeah, that's huge. That is to me like the one of the biggest takeaways is that the number one thing that they're doing is purchasing. It's not just researching and then I go through a distributor dealer to find a product to go and purchase it. I'm actually using technology to purchase that product. I think that can take a few forms, Zach, right? So sometimes it's just checking availability. Sometimes it is placing an order for on-site delivery. Sometimes it's in-store pickup. So, I mean, this this idea around, you know, utilizing digital for purchasing, I think it's still taking shape and how are we defining purchasing, right? But yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And it goes back to some of the pricing component as well. So price shopping across different suppliers, across different brands Mm -hmm. is real. Yeah. I mean, think about if your competitor is providing pricing and you're not like, are you going to make it that much more difficult for them? So I think that there's, for me, there's a lot of takeaways from that point. And the big one is 
And is if I'm a manufacturer and I'm thinking about my distribution process of how I'm distributing products, making it easier for people to purchase or get closer to that purchase has to be a part of my strategy. Yes. How you facilitate? So we work with manufacturers that they, I mean, they just, they can't show pricing on their site. They can't. Mm -hmm. Right. There are some suppliers when you think about some, you know, some co-ops and whatnot that, you know, they can't sometimes put pricing on their site, but how are they facilitating that need? So to your point, Zach, are you going to be holding their hand and giving them a quick, easy path to go down to be able to get it if you can't provide it directly to them? It's a really incredible time to be part of the building materials industry. We were talking about this, Zach, when we were chatting with Kara Green a couple weeks ago. There's not many industries that have like a front row seat to see how digital is going to change it. Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. literally feel like that's what we're getting. Like, Grant, you've been in you've been in this space for a very long time also. And the difference between how building materials is treating digital now and how it was treating it five and six years ago is really different. And we're starting to have conversations where people are they're feeling the pain, like, or they're feeling that the pressure is really starting to set in of like, this is happening and it may not be happening from an internal standpoint, but manufacturers are now getting pressure from the outside of consumer behavior has shifted in such a dramatic way to we want 24-hour access, we want some type of online purchasing, we want reduced friction, we want a brand that's going to be close to us, that's relatable, that's interactable, that's engaging, that's all of these things. And that has now permeated even into the most mundane of the building materials products. And it's just so fascinating to hear and to see how consumer demand is making an entire industry have to look inward and like Zach, to your point, have to take a good hard look at what's our distribution strategy? How has that functioned in the past? And what do we need to do to make sure that we're the front runners, we're the pioneers in an industry that does it super Love pioneering all the time. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, we get a question quite often uh, since we're on the research side of things, we're not the, you know, the creatives and the agency side of things. Um, we're often asked who we think is performing well in the digital world, mm -hmm. right? This is your space. This is what Benvio does. No doubt all your clients are killing it. But when you think about who's a good almost case study or example, who is doing it well? And why are they doing it well? What, what's making them successful? Ooh, Beth, I want to hear your answer on this. I'm just going to pass that question to you. <laughs> I won't name names, but I think the companies that are succeeding are the companies that are willing to be agile and flexible and take a risk. And being willing to anything that's brought up should be assessed. And maybe you change it and maybe you don't. But having that ability to analyze and not just say, well, this is what we've done. So we've got to keep doing it or nobody else is doing anything different yet. So maybe it's not time for us to make the switch, but looking to really be that first one to say, it's not a must at this moment, but let's change it before it is a must. So that when it's a must for our competitors, we've been there for three years. There's a big fear of leaving that traditional model though, right? In our industry. I think if I'm listening to the podcast here, I'm going, oh my gosh, I have to be everywhere at the same time, all the time, 100% full throttle. That's not exactly what we're saying. No. Like there's a company I follow called, and I don't know if you've ever heard of this company, uh, Grant, it's called Leaf Filter. Have you heard of them? No. They sell a very simple product and I'm showing it here. They basically sell this like filter that goes off over top of your gutters. 
So like for sure, got to go things like this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, these guys have seen like such tremendous growth because they're just leveraging all the different awareness and paid traffic channels you can to drive demand and purchase of their product right online. So I like them because people think, oh, I've I've got to dip my toe in the water of offering my product direct, or I've got to sell direct, or I've got to do e-commerce, which you you need to think about that. That needs to be something you're considering. But what I like about these guys is number one, they've gone like fully in. Like you buy from them, you buy it online and you go for it. But they have such a tremendous awareness strategy. Their Instagram, Facebook ad game is so on point. Like go follow them and see what ads you start to see. Like they have got it so well plotted out. And and I think if I'm a manufacturer, like one of your points here in your presentation is that social media use in the last three years for finding out about learning about new products has literally increased 250%. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's increased 250%. So people think, oh, my website's most important. It may be today, but like Leaf Filter is like crushing it because they're just doubling down on social media and using that as an awareness strategy. So having your site in place is great. But like that's 10% of the game. 90% of the game has to be promotion. Yep. Well, I think your point, Zach, is utilizing social media for the awareness component, utilizing website for product information component, right? So, I mean, utilizing the mediums mm-hmm. yeah. to their strengths. Exactly. You still have to deliver that product information, the pricing information. You still have to deliver the, the day-to-day business needs of them, right? So collaboration with clients, kind of all that stuff we talked about on the tech side. But which digital platform is going to be best at delivering each of those? It may not be the same. Correct. Uh, and I think to that to that point, Zach, you know, when we think about the social component of it, we have seen massive increases, as you mentioned. It is still about the level of content. So roughly a third are proactively following building product manufacturers, building product suppliers, but well over 70% are using for their personal space. Mm-hmm. So there's still a little bit of a disconnect of, yeah, I use it for, for my personal life, but I'm not going to be proactively engaged on my professional life. However, they will still utilize Facebook, et cetera, for business almost on an as-needed basis, right? So if there's content that's relevant towards me, I'll check it out, but I'm not going to go hunting your brand down just on a whim. You've got to be delivering something to me that fits my needs. And I think this is where, you know, Zach, I see you and your team doing some great work is you know, understanding what those needs are and delivering those needs. I think on the research side, that's where we come in is, you know, what are those needs, right? Because they're going to differ from a plumber to a painter, to an electrician, to a homeowner, to a carpenter. Those needs are going to differ. So you need to understand and define what those, what that hierarchy is. And then, you know, leverage of a firm like Venvio to deliver. Okay. We know that they have to have A, B, and C. Here's how we're going to get it across to them. Yeah. And the more you can do it, the better. Like, I think that that's also the name of the game. It's like people are being served so many ads and so many pieces of communication. And like, this is something Beth Beth really preaches a lot. Like if you're not going to be the best at it, don't do it. If you're not going to produce the best, most valuable piece of content and ad, like don't even try. But also on the back end, you've you've got to focus, like I say, 10% on production and 90% on promotion. You got to find more and more new ways to get your content in front of people. Like, Like that's why we're doing this podcast. We're trying to find new ways to connect with people. So Grant, if I'm a manufacturer listening to this, this is tons of information. I'm probably freaking out and wondering, well, where exactly does my product category or or my customer segment in my product category come into play with this? How do I really know what to tackle first? 
what would you say to that? Well, I mean, and I think not to be self-serving here, but that, that's where we come into play. So there's some great secondary information out there. Utilize that. There's some great internal information that you're going to get within your company, right? Either from, you know, some of the seniors of the organization, from your salespeople, from your R&D teams. So utilize that internal as well as secondary, but then do a deeper dive. Fill in those gaps by getting true detailed insights on your customer. That could be about your brand. It could be about your product. It could be about your channel. It might just be about, you know, the market overall, you know, the size of your market, et cetera. But you need to dig deeper into that customer to understand where you and your company truly fit. And then honestly, Beth, I think, you know, that's how you can better leverage your digital strategy. Um, when you have those details, I think, you know, Zach, Beth, you and the Venvio team are then able to better deliver content to bring in leads, to drive sales, to provide a better experience for either that homeowner or that contractor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no doubt. I mean, just plugging your webinar again, like there's a slide in there about where do you spend time online? Like what's, what social media platforms are using? And like the number one listed one is Facebook. And like manufacturers think like, oh, I, I, can, I don't get results on Facebook. Well, if that's the number one most used platform, like get creative about it. Like when everyone's leaving Facebook, you need to be figuring out how do I get on Facebook and do it better than anyone else so that I have all of the audience. So I think to just piggyback off of what you're saying, Grant, like that type of information is super, super valuable. And we are so thankful that you came on the show today to talk to us about what you guys have found and what you've gathered. And we're looking forward to having you on the show again in the future. But if somebody wants to get in contact with you, what's the best way for them to reach out? They can uh, email me directly. So email is gfarnsworth at thefarnsworthgroup.com. Feel free to call as well. So 317-241-5600. I'm directly at the extension 301. So um, either way is great. Certainly go online, check out our site, check out the blogs, all that fun stuff too. Awesome. Thanks so much, Grant. Yeah. Thank you so much again. And uh, if you want more great content like this, go to vanvio.com slash podcast. Until next time, I'm Zach Williams alongside my co-host, Beth Popnikolov. Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to Smarter Building Materials Marketing with Zach Williams and Beth Popnikolov. To get the resources mentioned in this podcast, visit venvio.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.